Morning. Can you hit those lights? I'm going to leave this one off up here. There we go. Good morning. Everybody uh, dry? As dry as you can be? Man, that was a lot of rain. Um, well, we have a few um, guests with us here today um, that have never been here before, but they didn't want to come themselves, but they did allow us to bring their shadows. So um, we have shadows of a few of our friends here, and we will introduce you to them a little bit later on, um, so you kind of have an idea what's going on. But this morning we're going to talk about um, context and how each of us live our lives in um, in a context. So we have surroundings, we have things of our past that have shaped who we are, we have things now that we're living in day to day, every day, that influences how we think and live and move. And there's people around us that each have context of how they live in. And so I want to talk about really practically, even for whether you're a kid or an adult or whatever, how do you take the text of God's Word and place it um, in context of how somebody is living in a very applicable way. So kind of uh, first to get your mind thinking this way would be, you know, a missionary. So you got a missionary, you know, you think, at least when I think of a missionary, first thing pops in my mind is somebody who's going overseas, okay? And if they're going to be a good missionary and do a really good job, they're going to be trained and learn, you know, about the culture. And so they don't, like, make a gesture that offends somebody. They don't say something that, um, you know would get them a punch in the face. They're going to understand the language these people speak, the culture that they're living in, and so they can best um, build relationships with these people. And so that's kind of easy, like, yeah, that makes sense. They should do that. Um, but then I want to take that down to, like, a personal, individual, one-person basis of how we live, okay, and say that's still important for us in our lives, whether it's you as a mom or a dad, and placing the gospel in context of your kids, or your spouse, or the people you work with on a daily basis, how do we best do that? And hopefully, at the end of the next few minutes, you'll have some tools that you can take with you to kind of evaluate, am I doing a good job or not? So, um, our first uh, our first verse I want to look at is, it kind of shows that God, He... I think he's the first, I mean, he did the best job of this. And he didn't want to communicate to us from a distance, but he wanted to come into our context and where we live now and best um, communicate who he is to us. So John 1, 14. Um, here we go. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So this word dwelt um, could be used, um, could be said tabernacled, but it doesn't say tabernacled because that would kind of be weird. But it could say tabernacled. And what that would mean is this God that his presence, you know, he was living in a hidden place in a temple, has now moved and he is living, what I would say, exposed out in the streets among people now. And you think about what was happening in the Old Testament, this transition that, that Christ is making into how we live now and how it was, you know, the guy would go in there, rope around his foot, you know, he can't go in to see God or else he falls dead. They drag him out because they can't go in after or they're going to die. And so God's moved 
from this now into this new context, living out, walking, Christ in flesh, walking on the streets with people. You want to know who the Father is? You look at Christ. And so Christ moved into context in people's lives in a very tangible way. And um, another uh, translation that kind of helps us understand this um, is from the message. And the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one of a kind glory, like father, like son, generous on the inside and out, true from start to finish. Okay, so this is where we're going to kind of um, kind of bank on today. And there's three aspects that um, Christ lived, and I think he sets as a model for us. And it's this life of up, in, and out. Okay, so Christ lived this up, in, and out dimension. So we'll look at that in a second. Um, up. He lived upward with love to the Father. Okay? He lived inward to his disciples. Okay? These people that he was mentoring and teaching and pouring his life into. And then he went out to those who didn't know who he was. Okay? And uh, so, Luke 6. Um, here's Jesus living this up, in, and out lifestyle. So, we see him pray. And then we're going to see him move on with this up relationship. Then we're going to see in this passage him go to gathering disciples, this in. And then we're going to see him going to spending time with others, this out. So in these days, um, oh, sorry, this is Luke 6, verse 12. In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray. And all night he continued in prayer to God. And when the day came, he called his disciples and chose from them twelve, whom he named apostles. And then he names all the, all the twelve. And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured and all the crowd sought to touch him for the power came out from him and he healed them all. Okay, so up in and out. And so um, I'd like to kind of now put this in our context of up, in, and out for us. So how can we, how can we take this example and then live it out ourselves? But um, first, can you kill my mic? You can sit down. You can sit down. All right. All right. Okay, so here we go. Let's talk about the, um, this upward dimension of connection to God. So... We can connect with God in a couple of ways. So people who are um, theologians, they've you know, kind of broken this down into two areas. There's general revelation and there's specific revelation. And, um, so, or special revelation. So in special, we have the Bible. Okay? So we have this book. We can know who God is. Specifically printed words. Amazing. Um, and specifically, Jesus. Okay? And now the Holy Spirit living in and with us. Okay, so this is one way we can live this upward dimension, understanding who God is. The other is general revelation. And I called Miss Jean, and I was going to have her bring her, um, her husband had an awesome collection of butterflies. And she was going to bring her case, but her back's out really bad today, so she couldn't make it. But I was going to kind of set this up as you kind of to think about this and grasp this. But um, Psalms 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the sky above proclaims his handiwork. And um, this glory of God, what, what is the heavens declaring? What is the sky pro- proclaiming? Well, this glory. So this glory lets us know of God's power, 
You might have had some, I had a tree fall in my yard this week. You know, the power, his wisdom, when you start looking at the details and how meticulous everything is made and works together. And therefore, we know he is worthy of worship. So these two areas are how we live this upward dimension. And so um, it's not just a sit down, study your Bible in the morning and then, you know, go about your day. It's, there's, a, there's all these ways that all our senses can be engaged and we can go to this book of truth to make sure that we are living in upper dimension, knowing who God is, and then living that out. Um, I had a guy say this. Um, you need to take that word, okay, this right here, okay, and work that word until you believe you're living it. Take that word and work that word until, you're believing, until you believe you're living it. And for so many of us, um, this has become about something that um, maybe it never was really intended to be as far as, um, we'll get into this a little bit, but this has become about sticking right here and never really moving down into who we are and then out into action into other people. Um, so, but that's the up. Here's the um, inward dimension. So this inward dimension is to our own, um, our own inner life, who we are in relationship to Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the life of the body of Christ around us. And so what we need to do here is we need to learn the skills of listening, okay? Listening to what God is saying to us through these different types of revelation and other people, and then applying God's word and living it out. And so um, I sent Brandon that... Uh, that quote the other day, and I'm going to read. I want to read more of that from this band because um, I think they would they describe this inward dimension and this body life in a really. I thought it was a really good way. So they say we imagine church as a sharing of stories, struggles, hearts, and lives, as vulnerable as an open flame. So this is church. Um, let's read that again. Church as a sharing of stories, struggles, hearts, and lives, as vulnerable as an open flame. So here's a practical way. To live this in. We imagine worship as intimate as the fireside and as warm as family and, and as honest as a late night heart to heart. Much deeper than singing a song on a Sunday morning. We imagine mission as the ignition of God's people as we huddle closely around the consuming fire. And this mission is what ignites this, this open flame that, um, you know, as we're huddling around together, we're sharing life together, and then we have this mission that ignites us and gives us um, purpose as we're living for God. And what we're doing here is, we're under, is, is we are living together, we're understanding our lives together in context with each other, and then we're understanding the people that are around us in our everyday lives and the context they are living in and then um, making the text applicable to them. Um, and then here's the outward dimension. It is our dimension of our life lived out before and with others who we know do not know the Lord in a purposeful way, in a very purposeful way. So, um, th- so I think it's time that we go ahead and uh, meet our friends. So if, you're gonna, so if you brought your, your guest's shadow with you today, then I need you to come up here with me, please. And this is a green mic, um, Stuart. So I don't know if they want a mic or not, but oh, man. All right, so who's, who, this is your friend. I'll let you go ahead and introduce right. her. This is Liz. 
she works at Walmart, and I, um, I've I've seen her a couple times there. She checks me out with my groceries, and I only have just a little bit of time to talk to her because I'm trying to check my groceries out and watch my four kids as they're playing. You know how it is if you're a mother of lots of kids, and um, she. Um, just seems like I would love to engage with her more. She seems like she'd ha- she's had a rough life, and I'd love to invite her over to my house, but I'm really not sure if she'd feel comfortable doing that. So I need to think creatively about how I could um, have something where I could invite her to so that I could develop a relationship with her. So that's Liz. Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> this, this is your guy here. He's tall and handsome. Hey. Um, (laughs) This is my friend over here. This is Jesse. Um, He's someone I actually worked with, um, spent day-to-day with, actually did things right next to him, have multiple conversations. But um, through everything that, like, we engaged in and everything, it seemed like um, he was very open in sharing a lot of things. But as soon as... uh, we talked about certain things. He actually posed the question and say, you know, how do I become a better person without religion and church? And so he's very, very taken back by anything that's church-related, anything like that he kind of pushes away from. So it's, it's an idea of how do you better talk to someone who seems so, so quick to just hesitate to reject anything that's church-based or anything talking with Christianity. Jake's going to go next. Before he goes, though, I want, I want to make it clear that we're going to talk about this later. I maybe should have said this already. <laughs> we're going to talk about this later. So these stories, um, I, want, we're, I want you to give me some feedback towards the end of let's be you know, innovative. What, what, maybe what's some good ways that you would say we can engage with these people? And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But go ahead, Jake. Uh, this is Jack. Jack. I... Met him at uh, camp a, a few months ago. Um, anyway, w- w- we talked, um, but he he really d- doesn't seem to be 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 very open. Um, so uh, you, you know, it, um, it seems seems like like he comes comes from from a uh, rough fam- fam- family, and he's uh, but so so I I want to invite invite him over to, to to my house, but he he just d- doesn't seem really excited about about that so i'm i'm just not sure how to get through, through to him i really want to share christ with him but i'm just not sure how awesome all right thanks jake okay so um we'll talk about a little bit about them um all together in a minute but let's uh let's look at this up and out and let's put some different words on it and um and this this will be some time to get a little bit bit of feedback from you guys so go ahead um Stuart. Okay, so here we got the up, the in, and the out. And so let's talk about maybe how this plays out. So up, another word for that would be information. Okay, so we have this information, general special revelation. We have the word of God. We can understand who he is, all right? So then we move on to imitation, another word for this in. So we have this information. We move on to imitating who Christ is what the Word of God says we are to be like, who we see God through creation and um, all of that. And then we move on to this outward of innovation, another word for out. 
being innovative. Okay, how do we take this and now share Christ with people? Okay, so let's let's talk about this innovation real quick because some of you might be thinking, well, this seems a little cheesy because, like, why don't you just let the Spirit of God live out through you and share Christ with this person just naturally? Well, that's great, and I agree. That should be happening. Yet, it doesn't happen sometimes because we're not purposeful. And if we would be innovative, we'd be purposeful, I think we would probably do a better job of engaging people with the truth and building relationships with people. But we kind of hit a little wall and mm, we kind of just end there. And so, um, does that make sense? Is that Okay. So, all right. So, let's talk about a couple scenarios. And this is where I'm going to need to get some feedback. What happens if you skip this information stage, okay? And, um, and you go from imitation, okay, from trying to live out what you believe is the Christian lifestyle, and you start being innovative and reaching out to other people. What happens if you do this right here? Give me some feedback. We're going to go through each one of these and kind of see what happens. And I want to get, I don't, I'm not going to, I don't really want to give answers. So, go ahead. Yeah, excellent. You have zeal, but no knowledge to back it up. That was really um, profound. She read the book <laughs> All right. Um, anything else would be happening here? Right? And I talked with somebody recently that said truth is based, it, it is that truth is found in culture, that culture says what truth is. And that gets really dangerous really fast. And so, um, yeah, excellent. Anything else? Excellent. And we're talking about something. Maybe I'll, I'll bring it up next time because I don't want to coach anybody in answers right now. Anything else? You're working really hard. This is works. It's a lot of works. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of another thing here is you can't give what you haven't received. You know, And that's kind of a statement that we... That we, you, you, all, most of us have heard that said. You can't give what you haven't received, and so you're trying to give something that you don't even, you're not even sure of yourself. So, all right, Stuart, let's go to the next one. All right, what happens if you do this? You have this information. This one's going to be easy. You have this information, and you go ahead and start like trying to do outreach and love on others, share truth with them, but you're not living it out yourself. I mean, the first word that comes, most people are thinking of is. Hypocrite, yeah. So put some words to this one. Is that enough? Just hypocrite. <laughs> enough said. Yeah, if you're not living it, there's no power behind your words. So it's the kind of same kind of thing of like, okay, this text, this Bible, it's alive. And some of you have heard me say this before. You know, this is the only book. We read every book for information. This is the only book that reads us. It's alive, and it speaks to our heart. And so, and it's alive not because it's like some magical thing or I can like get osmosis through the pillow and I sleep on it. It's alive when it's put into context in my life and it penetrates into who I am and it changes me from the inside out. Yeah, good. Good. All right, let's go ahead and go to the last one. So what happens here? We have this information and we actually are doing a pretty good job of imitating what it is that we're supposed to be doing. We're, we're, we're at least pursuing after this thing, but we're not 
being purposeful to reach out. What is there any problems here? This is what I was going to mention earlier. Is if, I didn't draw anything out, but you know, if you could picture like a hill right here, and um, on this side's truth, and this side's love. Okay, and here we are, a little stick man on top of this hill. And you start, what we try to do is we try to like, we'll, we'll like either slide to truth and then we're not loving people and we have this whole like information thing or we're sliding over to love. And, you know, that, I mean, everybody here could be like, oh, yeah, I know that kind of church that they just, they love on people, but they're not full of the truth over here. They, they know all this stuff, but they're not living it out. And it's just walking across that ridge and doing both together, they fit together instead of like falling off on one end and not living a healthy life. So, um, any other thoughts with any of those now that we've kind of worked through them? All right, I got one more scenario. What if this happens? What if this happens? And um, I won't ask you for feedback on this, I'll ask somebody else for feedback. Go ahead, Stuart. So, uh, if you don't disciple others, I want to propose you're not a disciple because you're only kind of living a half definition because it's easy to say, yeah, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. But that's only half definition because a disciple, you know, lives up in and out life. And a disciple is not only a disciple, but a disciple of disciples. And so, um, and that, that's convicting to me. Um, and it's uh, it's challenging as well. Um, here's here's a here, here's a definition of discipleship, and you can work this around. Um, discipleship is hearing the word of God spoken to us in our context and living it out, so others can hear the word of God spoken to them in their context and live it out. So let's um, leave that. Um, definition up, Stu, and um, and let's maybe discuss our, our friends here. So hopefully we haven't forgotten their scenarios, but, um, you know, we've got this guy Jason works with, this teller that Aaron, you know, tries to, like, go to her line even if it's longer every time because she really wants to engage with this girl, and then Jake's friend over here um, who he met at camp and lives in the area, he really wants to... Kids, too. Kids, too. Okay, so what about, let's go back to Gail, because I, I think it's good. What, what about something like that? Does anybody have, like, a specific, like, here's a really good way that you can actually spend time with her, and maybe you've, maybe you've asked her if you can pray with her a couple times or something. Does anybody have, like, a, here's an innovative way to be able to do that? In a, go ahead. Let's talk about one more real quick, um, and it's not, it's not somebody on the wall. It's you as a mom or a dad, and you have a bunch of little people that are shorter than you living in your house that you want to disciple and you want to come to know Christ and you want to take the gospel and put it in their context. Any thoughts there? Any, any, I struggle with that. I, I have an idea. Any thoughts there? And then on top of that, you want, you want to disciple them and then teach them to disciple others, even at a young age. So, Helping them be innovative and creative and how to put the gospel in context of the friend's life that they're running around the neighborhood playing with or they call and they go over to their house or this or that. Helping them learn how to engage um, 
at an early age too. So, um, so whether you're mom or dad, a man or woman, you're a kid, a teenager, whatever. I think this this idea of living this up in and out life, um, I think it it can be. I mean, I'd love for you to take home and kind of work this out, flesh this out in your everyday lives, and um, you know, kind of evaluate how am I doing in this? Am I am I lacking in one of these areas? And you know, could you kind of put one of these like red crosses through one of these in my life? If I was going to be weak in an area, is there an area that I need to be purposeful to? And then you know, there's a whole body of people that somebody might be doing really good at this one that you're weak at, and you can go spend time with them. And who knows, they might be weak at the one you're strong at, and um, we can help disciple each other. So let's pray. God, we love you, and we thank you for the example of Christ. We thank you for your word, and we thank you um, for this, um, this kind of life that you want us to live. And um, I thank you because it's um, natural, and it can just happen and flow if we're living purposeful and we're living in your spirit and we're imitating who you are. Um, thank you for discussion this morning. Amen.